Hello, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dr. Louise, and I'm the founder and CEO of Empowerment Through Thought. I help the survivors of narcissistic abuse in a one-on-one setting to become more confident, reclaim their identities, and move forward from the past. Now, in today's episode, um, we're going to talk about something maybe a little surprising. I don't know. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. Maybe I'm just surprised by who I am at this moment in time. Maybe it's not surprising to you. Um, if you've been watching my journey, maybe I'm on some very predictable path that I cannot tell. But what I want to talk about with you today is um, pushing back. I want to push back a little bit against this idea um, that we are all trying to heal ourselves. In other words, today I want to talk about how there is no such thing as being fully healed. So that might strike you as depressing, (laughs) might sound sad to you, but I think that this is actually a liberating idea, that there is no such thing as being fully healed. So, you know, if you, if you look around in the survivor community, um, you know, and if listening to, to a lot of different survivors, there's, there's this thing that kind of unifies us, right? We've all been through a lot of crap. We've all been abused. We've all seen some of the worst sides of humanity. I think that's especially true for those of us who had parents or siblings who were toxic, right? We've been, we've been through it. And we are generally aware that in this process of experiencing these terrible ways that human beings treated us, um, something in us broke. Something in us got really, really, really hurt, deep down hurt. And what is the antidote to being hurt? Well, obviously it's healing, right? If, If we cut our hand when we're working in the kitchen, right? We put a bandage on it. We give it a little love and over time our, our skin will heal, right? That's our body does this. We have a natural kind of healing process and we tend to think of our emotional selves in the same way, right? Somebody does something really bad to us. They betray us. They, um, abuse us. They, you know, intentionally harm us. And that leads us to, thinking we need, we've been cut, right? We've got that deep wound and now we need to give it some love and we need to help it heal. And I think that there is some truth in that. Okay. I I don't think that's totally gone wrong, but I am going to challenge it a little bit today because I think a lot of us put our energy towards trying to reach some idealized state where we are fully healed. Now, when I talk to survivors who have experienced um, narcissistic romantic partners, right? So these are usually people um, or the people that I'm thinking of did not have toxic parents, right? There was no personality disorders in their childhood home growing up. Um, but that, you know, they had maybe a decent childhood or at least like, you know, not abusive childhood. They go out into the world and they, they run into a narcissist who manipulates them, who they end up dating or perhaps marrying. And, you know, they have to, they have to do all of that work because they've never even encountered this kind of person before. Now, 
those sorts of folks tend to think and talk about being fully healed as some kind of return to who they were prior to this romantic relationship. They have this kind of like coming home idea where they're going to feel like they did before they experienced all of this abuse. Now, I don't know, I don't really know how that goes because <laughs> um, you guys know I had a toxic ex-husband, um, but it's really, I, I don't, I don't dream of the day when I have reached a state where I feel like I did before that man, because I had already experienced 18. Well, I guess it was up until I met him. So like 20 or 21 years of abuse prior to meeting him. Right. So for those of us who had toxic parents, or maybe, maybe the same thing goes for toxic siblings, right? We, we grew up in a home with toxicity, with abuse of various kinds. So we don't have this image of, oh, I, I just want to get back to the way I was before. There, there's no before state for folks like us, right? Like it, I've, I grew up, I existed from the beginning in a context of being abused and mistreated. And, and that's, that is my story. Now, what I want to challenge um, here is like, even, even for us folks who had toxic childhood homes, I still think we end up chasing this idea of reaching some place where we're fully healed, right? I, I can hear it in the way that we think and the way that we kind of try to approach whatever practices we're doing to try to improve ourselves. There's this thought of like, well, someday I'm just going to get there and I'm just not good enough right now. I just can't do it right now, but someday I'm going to get to a place where I don't have to feel any of the feelings that were negative from my childhood, or I'm not going to be controlled by X, Y, or Z from my past. And, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of good in those places because what, what we're saying there, right? What I think what we're actually sharing in those moments is that we have a vision of ourselves that's a bit better than what we are today, right? We have a vision of who we could be if we could work through some of the difficult things that we've gone through. And now I think that is very real. I think that's very real. I think human beings are amazing at the things we can do to improve ourselves. We are genuinely amazing at it. There are people who have gone through horrific things, things like the Holocaust, you know, things like, you know, having loved ones murdered, things like, um, you know, being exiled from, from their countries for political reasons. There, there are amazing human beings who find a way to move through the darkness in their own lives and to become a little bit better than they were yesterday. And I think that's beautiful, but I think we do ourselves a disservice when we imagine this magical land where we are quote unquote, fully healed. Now, you know, I think every single day is an opportunity to do a little bit better, but I don't think there's a magical land where Louise is hundred percent healed. I don't think there's a magical future where 
Louise is somehow no longer connected or importantly managing some of the feelings from having toxic parents. I, I don't think that exists because you know what would happen in that magical land? I think that person who's no longer navigating these feelings about being abused and stuff, that person is not me. It's not Louise. She is too different from me. If she could even exist, she wouldn't be me. Right now, I don't identify with my abuse, right? Like I, I think that I could have lived in a household that didn't have these sorts of problems. And, you know, I'd still, I'd still be a person today and all those things. I don't think that being abused is essential to who I am, but I do think that being connected to my past is an important part of what makes me who I am. There's actually a view in philosophy about this. Um, philosophers think about these issues um, under the guise of personal identity, personal identity. And I actually did a lot of work on this in my in my dissertation. Um, and the the things that I think are important about um, who we are is is the story of our lives. It's our story. And for me, no matter who I become in the future, no matter whether my mental health gets worse, whether it gets better, whether I reach flourishing, whether I'm living my best life or I'm living my worst life, whatever happens in the future, for me, it's important that that stuff is connected to the story of who I have been, who I was when I was a child, who, who I've been the past five years, who I, who I was the past 15 years, right? All of that is important to me. And I think that this place of being fully healed involves kind of shedding or letting go or just magically disappearing a lot of the important stuff from that story. And one, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think there's going to be a future where I am so 100% healed and I don't feel the weight or the challenges of the things that I'm going through. I think that and at least in this lifetime, right now, maybe you believe in reincarnation. Um, Buddhist In Buddhist philosophy, reincarnation is very important. There are some forms of Christianity that have reincarnation. Um, obviously, Hinduism is big on reincarnation. Right. Maybe if that's on the table, I can I can limit it to this lifetime. Maybe, you know, when I'm reborn as a dog, I won't I won't have these things. Um, I'm, I'm open to that. But at least insofar as this lifetime, if it's going to be me, if it's going to be Louise, um, it's got to it's got to have these connections to. To growing up in a toxic household, to having a toxic ex-husband, to working on my own survivor journey, to helping other survivors work on their journey. All of these things are important to who I am. And I think all of that has to be in whatever future destinations I go to. So we're going to take a little moment, hear a word from our sponsor. When we come back, I want to talk more specifically about why I think on your own journey, you may be doing yourself a disservice if you're putting a lot of weight into this idea of trying to reach a place where you are fully healed. 
So you might be adding to the struggle by focusing on this magical place where you are fully healed. And I think it's adding, or I think it's possible. You, you tell me you're the expert, right? You know, you know what we say here, you're the expert on your own journey. So feel free to think that I'm full of crap. I totally can understand that. But what I'm thinking is maybe, maybe for you, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to try to get to that place, right? Maybe you're working real hard on your healing work. Maybe you're journaling a lot. Maybe you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself right now because it's the holiday season and you're like, that place where I'm fully healed, I experience joy during this season. So I'm going to make myself feel joy now because I want to get there because I want to be that person. And I can understand why somebody might do that. Okay. I understand it's really frustrating on the survivor journey because when you had toxic parents, when you've, when you've endured abuse at the hands of narcissists, it is a slow, long journey, (laughs) right? We're not, we're not getting a ton of quick wins along the way. Now they are there. Um, there are things to encourage us along the way. You can make a lot of progress in a short amount of time, but that's not always what the journey is going to look like, right? It takes, it takes time. It takes a lot of showing up and you know, we're, whether we want that to be or true or not, it is true. And I think when we are so focused on trying to be fully healed or we are so focused on trying to get to this place where we, you know, all of our fighting has been worth it and we finally arrived, uh, we might rush ourselves. We might do things that are disingenuous. This is something I've personally struggled with a lot is this idea of like being really genuine about where I am on my healing journey, <laughs> right? Like I, I often want to be better than I am. I want, I want to be that fully healed person. I, I want, I want to be able to say, especially now that I do coaching work, right? Um, there's a lot of pressure if you're going to help others to think, well, I have to be perfect in order to help other people. Right. And intellectually, I understand that's not true. Like I, I help people who I'm a little bit ahead of, right? It's, it's not that I'm, I'm a saint and I'm helping other people. That's not how it works. I am deeply flawed. I am figuring it out. And I don't think that that means I can't help other people. Right. But emotionally, sometimes I feel that. Right. So I think what what this is indicating is this pressure to to be fully healed to seek this perfect version of ourselves is putting undue pressure on the entire process right like i said the healing process if if i'm sure you know some since you're listening to this podcast you're the kind of person who's showing up for this work whoo it takes time and sometimes we're just we're stuck and sometimes it's it's hard and all of that is, is good and fine. And you don't have to be fully healed. You don't have to try to be fully healed. Healing, in my experience, the most genuine moments where I can really see that I have, I have experienced healing is when they happen organically. They happen in small moments. Like I'm not trying to do something. I just notice, like, oh, that thing happened to me today. And in the past, I would have had huge feelings about it. And today it was just a small part of my day. 
right? To me, the real healing work happens in the nooks and crannies. Sometimes we, we have those moments where we have to face a really difficult thing and we realize we're better at facing it than we've been in the past. I've certainly shared moments like that on my own journey here on the podcast. But I think for a lot of us, it's these little tiny things. And if you are constantly chasing this perfect, fully healed version of yourself, you might not see those little things, right? You might be looking for huge life-changing opportunities and moments when the changes are happening in tiny ways all along the way. So if, if I could, if I could recommend to you, um, you know, what, what I think would help in this situation, I would kind of move away from dreaming about that fully healed, perfect version of yourself. I would just kind of let, let that go. You know, maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not. Let, let's just say, well, we don't know right now. And instead I would recommend that you focus on how can you try to be a little bit more authentic today? How could you try to be just a little bit better than you were yesterday? Right? It's these huge changes where we're feeling huge amounts of freedom and peace and all of that. Those are products of thousands, maybe even millions of tiny little decisions that we're making every day. If we put more energy into those tiny little decisions, Right. If we just thought, acknowledged, honored, celebrated these tiny moments, I think we'll get to the things that we were hoping for when we were pushing ourselves to get to this fully healed state. Right. I don't know if these tiny decisions will make any of us perfect. <laughs> I kind of doubt it because we're human beings. And, you know, some of the stuff I was saying before, I think part of what makes us who we are as survivors is the connection to our past. That, that past doesn't have to dominate us. It doesn't have to define us, but it is a part of us. And when we strive to become a person who is not impacted at all by our past, it's almost like I think we're trying to be somebody, one, that's impossible for us to be, and two, like it's it's like we're trying to be someone we're not. We are survivors. If you have endured narcissistic abuse, you are a survivor in my book. If you have endured abuse at the hands of somebody with borderline personality disorder or any personality disorder, or really if you experienced any kind of abuse, you are a survivor, and that is a lifelong identity. It doesn't always have to be the, the main identity you're focused on or the, the part of you that you're most connected to at any moment, but whether you like it or not, it is a part of your story. So I would say, let go, let go of the need to be fully healed. Let go of the striving to be perfect. And instead Try to figure out how you can authentically, honestly, openly dig deep and see if you could just be a little bit better than yesterday. Just a little bit, right? So maybe some days that means you're going to um, 
I don't know, donate to charity. <laughs> I don't know if that would be helpful. Um, sometimes I imagine my, my father was very political and he was generally quite conservative. So sometimes, you know, I think about I'm going to donate to charity to like a really liberal cause, not necessarily because that's what I want, but because it would have, it would have made him mad, <laughs> even though he's like dead. I, like, I don't know. So, so maybe that's part of your journey. I don't know. Um, maybe it's something really small. Like today, you're just going to take a shower, right? Like that's, that's what you can muster today. Or maybe it's that today you're going to delay answering a triggering message from your boss, right? Or maybe today it's going to be that you, you give your kid an extra hug, even though they're doing something that, that feels triggering to you. I think the more we put our energy towards the small everyday ways that we can, we can make an impact on our daily life, that is where the magic's going to happen. It's not in this idealized, fully healed place. It's in the small stuff. And it's really frustrating, right? Because if you're, if you're on social media, like I am, um, or, you know, you're consuming maybe podcasts about this sort of stuff, you'll notice that people don't talk about the small things, right? We're often not discussing the little micro stuff. Like you've seen here on the podcast, I've been talking a lot about the death of my father. It's like a giant thing, right? And, you know, the giant things come up for us. That's part of our journey too. But the realistic work is in the teeny tiny stuff. It's when you're choosing not to run away from the discomfort you're feeling because your partner did something that made you really upset. It's in the, the taking one moment longer to do some deep breathing because you recognize you're dysregulated and your body needs that support. It's these small things that I think really matter and really deserve attention, even if, you know, it's not showing up so much on Instagram or it's not showing up so much in the podcast world or, you know, it's not sexy, but I think it is important. And honestly, the sexy, the idealized, the perfectly healed person, I think that that imagery, those ideas might actually be holding us back. So, you know, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful. Um, if you want to learn more about working with me one-on-one, -on -one, please hit me up over on Instagram. I'm at Empowerment Through Thought. You can also shoot me an email. It's Dr. Louise at EmpowermentThroughThought.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.